0: Welcome, Investigator. Evil is on the rise. Crime is escalating. Our mission is to eliminate the crime by exposing evil, examine why it manifests,
1: and highlight the brave souls that confront it every day. Join us as we work together to bring justice to every victim. Welcome to All Things Crime. Here's your host, Jared Bradley. Hey, guys. It's Jared. It's a special episode of All Things Crime. So basically, how this has come about is uh, my good friend here, Tom, and I were talking on the phone, and we got talking about some of the crazy things that's happening, and all these wild things that's happening across the world. And one of the main things is some of the cases that I think are more regional, but they actually have national uh, prominence or, or, or should, but they're they're really not getting out there, and so. We wanted to expose one of those, and maybe we'll do this once a week or something. We'll figure that out. But uh, this is just kind of our, our first chop at it. We wanted to. I, I think some of the conversations that we've had in the last week or so, Tom, has just been uh, really interesting, and some of the insights that we've we've shared, um, I, I think I think other people really would be interested in them. So we we were sifting through a few cases. And uh, by the way, all of you know Tom Myers. He's been on the show before. Uh, he is a uh, most importantly, he's a he's a ranger, and you can see that uh, picture of him be right behind his head. And uh, but he's also just retired from the FBI. Uh, led the ERT team up there in Baltimore, so he's seen it all. You know, Baltimore is not exactly uh, Nirvana right now, so. Or, or your, your perfect utopia, I guess. Right, Tom? Right.
0: That's problems.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, in fact, we get, we got to, um, we, we got to share some stories that you were telling me about some of the things you you would find in the Baltimore city parks and things like that every morning. But <laughs> before that, we, there's, there's a case, well, we had a lot to choose from, obviously, you know, right now, there is so much going on in the United States. I mean, that, that, that kid from the Massachusetts National Guard just got arrested and you know for leaking national secrets, um, you know, whether or not he is a, a hero or a traitor, you know, we're still uh, I, I guess it depends on how you look at it. But even more than that, we, we wanted to select a case that maybe isn't getting the, the national attention. That it really should, and uh, so we we found this case out of North Carolina. And Tom, why don't you um, bring you in and and you can you can just kind of describe this case and and kind of what happened.
0: That sounds good. Easter Sunday is when this started, and it seems to be a series of conflicts between two neighbors in a housing complex. I'm sorry, apartment complex in eastern part of Charlotte, North Carolina. Mr. Rosales here, uh, off the mic. Okay right shoulder here. He was um, in constant conflict with Miss Miller, who he subsequently murdered over here. And uh, Miguel Gonzalez Rosales, right here, um, he murdered her inside of his apartment, apparently kidnapping her at one point. And from what we know in the various uh, news services that have, have responded to this, there was a constant conflict. He had a baseball bat. He was beating on her door at one point, one of the neighbor's reports in one of the news services, and then ultimately seems to have gotten hold of her, dragged her into the apartment there and uh, murders her. And murders her most graphic and um, one of the, one of the most de- demented ways I think I've ever heard before. Do you want me to keep driving on on this, Jared? Give you the. Yeah.
1: You know, the- yeah, actually. I, I And you know what, Tom, I, I think it's important because the way that he murdered her and then, you know, some of her, um, you know, the burns, on her inner thighs, those kind of things. I, I think it's important that the people understand that because I, that that all has significance. There, there's a level of violence here that I think most people are just not accustomed to.
0: Yeah, he's. Uh, I, I did a quick graphic for it um, based on like the autopsy sort of uh, way of doing things, and um, this, this is what we know from press reporting so far. And one court appearance has wrapped a wire several times around uh, Miss Miller's neck. Bound her ankles with a cable, burned both of her inner thighs uh sliced the woman from neck to navel and severed her tongue. The tongue was removed, and it was found in I believe in a table inside the apartment. It's a really graphic scene um over the thirty years or so I've been doing this.
1: I can't think of too many that exceed that uh so when they said that there's there was there was uh body you know tissue uh, on in different parts around the apartment so you know, when when you slice somebody from the neck to the navel, uh, it sounds almost like a gutted her. Yeah, it, it
0: does. And then the tissue comment there, and there, there's a, rich, a ritualistic component to this too. There was salt poured around the body, and three handcrafted crosses made out of the broken table legs inside the apartment. There, so there's something that he has been influenced by that caused that.
1: Well, and for those of you that don't know. Uh, one of the reasons that uh, people might use salt, that's actually like a torture technique. So if you have open wounds, uh, it's kind of like, you know, when you're, you got scraped up, you know, when you wrecked on your bike, when you were a kid and, and uh, you, you know, your mom pulled out the rubbing alcohol, man, I, personally, I'd rather go wreck on my bike again, you know, the pain that, that, that uh, rubbing alcohol calls. Now, granted, it, it was used to cleanse the wound, but when you pour salt into a wound you know there's an old saying that you know salt in the wound makes it a lot worse well that is 100% true and the burn and the the intense searing pain that can occur from salt being in an open wound um personally i i i think based on everything i was reading i mean it, it literally sounds like he was torturing her not not just i mean the the level of anger that it would take to to do this uh, like you said, Tom, you, you haven't seen that very much in your 30 year career. So what's your thoughts yeah, on bits, it?
0: Bits and pieces of that, but you know, this overkill that happens from anger and then this almost ritualistic nature, I, I'm not sure if it's going to be uh, as much torture as it's uh, almost every, every society, every culture has, has used salt in funeral and ritualistic practices. It was Easter morning. I can't say one way or the other. My research just, just doesn't jump out at me at this point. Um, pointing to one thing or another. I don't know um, ethnically or culturally or mis- where Mr. Rosales is coming from, what that might or might not mean. But uh, the crosses, of course, is his, it's Easter Sunday, so we have some kind of tie-in from that. W- what he was influenced by, was it TV, movies, what he's hearing, what he's reading, or was it his uh, upbringing that caused all that other stuff? But the overkill that happened with it, I guess they said he, her face was shredded is what the uh, term used in there, and severe... Um, uh, beating to the face and everything else so the overkill and the and the anger certainly was there and then the other parts to it I guess are going to be um, are going to be uh e- exposed in the court court hearing some of it was so graphic that newspapers didn't want to report on it but um as as I go through the wounds and I look at these here uh, the the restraints of the legs was that just to keep her in intact he suffers or seems to suffer from some sort of defense wounds on the face of the scratches so that certainly was the case i would say as she was fighting for her life um but
1: yeah i was wondering that too yeah. that, that it seems that um you know in that particular picture uh and and you guys can go into any any of the news agencies in charlotte north carolina and and actually read up on this but i, I think it's worth talking about Um, clearly if if those are actually defensive wounds on her, on his face, then he probably has those kind of wounds, uh, you know, on his arms and other areas where if she was trying to fight him off, um, then, you, you know, that's, that's important because if, if this had been at a different location and, you know, the sure fact that he actually did this in his own apartment. You know that that tells you th- some things too. Either he's he's not afraid of what the repercussions were, or he didn't care. Wh- which do you think it is, Tom? Uh, just emotionally disturbed.
0: A just emotionally disturbed individual that was able to sort of process life and 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 uh, possibly with treatment, and he's able to function uh, adequately until this point. Whatever that trigger was, the reports coming in now are that there was a constant series of conflict back and forth with them. Uh, she doesn't seem to be historically what, what I'm reading right now, a, a, a confrontational type person, but something caused this, this conflict and it caused a breaking point in, in whatever he perceived as happening. So, um, and then he dug into that deep, dark well of, uh, depravity and for, um, and destroying this person other than, aside from just killing her, destroying her. So you have all those components to it, the face, the face, uh, mutilation or or, or beating her so badly over there, but also the other ancillary wounds that would probably be secondary, whatever the cause of death was, but be be secondary to it. You know, the the neck down to the navel wound here and and the burning of the thighs and everything else. So I don't know if we'll ever get to the the bottom of it, meaning law enforcement and the public and and him making a statement on it. But it's pretty, pretty horrific.
1: Yeah, well, I also read that there's enough blood that it actually seeped under the front door and was, and was dripping down the stairs. So, uh, just an incredible amount of blood that, that had to be, uh, yeah, I mean, reminiscent of, of all the blood that was in that quadruple homicide in Northern Idaho. Um, just a, just a brutal, brutal murder. So again, it's, it's just one of those things where, what is it about this guy uh, is it did he spurn you know did she just re- completely reject him? Was he making advances to her and and she just wouldn't wouldn't reciprocate it uh, From what I was reading, she was a realtor and seemed to be you know just a, a younger uh, adult female that uh, was was putting her life together, but you know hadn't made it yet, so she's living in this apartment. And this guy's uh, her neighbor. But, um, again, if it reached a point where whatever he felt that uh, she had done to him or, or not done to him, that that he felt justified in, in killing her, especially on Easter Sunday, for crying out loud, and then making crosses. You know, so if any of you out there would have any kind of understanding of why this guy would make crosses out of broken legs from the table, and place them around her along with the salt, you know, definitely make some comments in the, uh, the, you know, under the video here because holy crap, that is just, that's just brutal. Now, why would we be talking about this? You know, what, what does this have as far as uh, red flags that the rest of us should be looking for? You know, these uh, it's, it's well-known we've had, over six million individuals come up from our southern border, and many, many of those are going to be Hispanic individuals. Is this? Is there some kind of a ritual going on somewhere in in the you know kind of the same type of places that MS13 would come from? Uh, what do you think about that, Tom?
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I tried to do some research to find out what the importance of salt was. It was just sort of an anomaly to the to the violence there, and see what how that's relevant to what he did so i you know i just don't know at this point until i pin it down or and we'll never get that opportunity to actually sit and talk with him and find out what that was i would i would i would add to that the leopards generally don't change their spots he's later in life i think he's 36 years old and you're going to find a, a problematic history of this guy deeply disturbed and you know one of those persons that everybody was Everybody knew to avoid and not get into conflict with um, just a disturbed individual. But the the healthcare, mental health care in the United States, is just not it's, it's just not there to, to deal with these type of people. And so what happens is when they move from area to area, they may look, it might look like a, a quibble over a parking space or something or being too loud or something like this. But in truth, it's, it's probably a very disturbed individual, obviously, from his actions. But prior to that, I think we're going to see a pattern of that or a series of that. And, um, you know, I, I don't know um, what his history is, and that hasn't been revealed yet And anything that I could find.
1: Well, I, I'm not sure this is, uh, this is completely uh, connected, but the interesting thing that i found is when I, especially as I travel the world, like in, uh, in Europe right now, one of the things that's happening uh, is there's, there's a fair amount of violence that is created on, on this male-on-female thing where, uh, immigrants are coming into countries like Sweden, uh, you know, Norway, places like that, that, uh, you know, the immigrants are, are pretty much welcomed, but then as they make advances on to the people that have, uh, you know, originally from there, um, if they're not, if they're not immediately, you know, given what they want, then they immediately turn to violence. And I, I think some of these, different cultures mixing in with the original cultures may it's like oil and water. It just, it, it just isn't mixing. Well, a, a, natural recourse, especially for the more uneducated, unsophisticated type of individual is to go down to their base model. And that is going to be basically uh, you know, especially for a men it, it's, it's turn, turned turned to violence to get what you want. Yeah.
0: Quite possibly could be that the conflict of cultures, is in place, and so um, it could it could very well be the case that that happened here. I guess we're just not going to know until we have his history. My prediction is you're probably going to see five or in excess of five uh, police calls to to either his residence or arrests or something like that. It could be um, he's 36. I'm going to say if they're able to track it back to when he's a young man, it's probably going to be pretty pretty intense. And that's usually like I said, leopards don't change their spots as far as emotionally disturbed. And uh, sexual predators rarely change their spots either. It's just a process of them getting caught.
1: No. Yeah. So a, a couple of things that I, that I would want to throw out here. Number one is, do you actually think that they will go back that far? Or are they just going to focus on this crime? Yeah, absolutely, uh, they will. Uh, mm-hmm. That's okay. Well, that's number one. And, and you know, getting a hold of that information uh, and making that wide, widespread and wide, you know, widely known, I think, is really important uh number 2 is you know based on where this individual is actually from um you know there's going to be a number of factors if if his background meaning that his the the culture that he comes from is that uh prone to violence and number 2 is uh, you know what what was there if anything that, i don't know if they will know this or not but uh was there any kind of advances that, that he made as a man toward, you know, the, the woman. And then if those weren't reciprocated, then, you know, is, is that a triggering factor for this guy? I mean, to me, everything that's happening kind of in culture right now, it seems that the more successful women get, uh, the more some men are finding that they're not as needed. And when it gets down to the basics, you know, men naturally have that inclination to want to provide and, and um, be protectors of women, but if women don't need that, and and if they totally reject it, then you know is that a slight against him as a man? And you know, not that I, that's even remotely an excuse, but it it is something to think about.
0: Yeah, definitely. So in in the United States, we I go back to being a young man and the the change of of societal norms uh, for women in the workforce. Was a gradual thing but for somebody maybe coming from another country where it's an overnight effect and you're not used to that and and you and i are both used to have worked with um many different ally nations in the army and uh, the what what's valued and the and the mores and things like that are are very different than what they are in the united states even back then, you know, the 30 years or so ago, but you can imagine the culture shock coming from something like that. So it could be very much a, a predicating factor in this and, and could be we, we don't know until yeah. we kind of have a history on this guy. And the other thing I'd like to, you know, add to it is, is going back through it. But if this guy, if, if, if he has a long pattern in the United States or wherever, they probably will track that back to see if they have any other homicides or Attacks like this, the ritualistic in nature. Certainly, those those that that mo that's involved with it. Or where has he been if they have unsolved homicides? And you're going to try and track that down. It, they didn't indicate a sexual component to it, but um, uh, you, you know that could be the case as well. And and that's just pretty normal. They're going to disclose the amount of information that they need to disclose to balance the the need for the publics. Uh, the public has a right to know, and the, the public safety as well as uh, the the uh, court system, they have to confront your accuser and, and and put that out in the public court, but there's also a good amount of holdback on that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, a a lot's uh, remaining to be seen, but thus far we know that the victim's name was Laura Miller. She was 35. Uh, This was done on Easter Sunday. So just um, five days ago uh, in, in the East Charlotte area. Mostly, the the police said the apartments are not one of their high crime areas and are typically uh, fairly peaceful. The suspect's name is Miguel Gonzalez Rosales, and he was 36. Uh, First degree murder, theft of a motor vehicle, and destroying remains and concealing death. So that's what we know so far. So anyway, this is just one of those um, crazy violent, um, I I mean, to, to really you you would have to have some kind of a background in in law enforcement and in criminology to really understand how violent this was i mean literally he uh they he beat her to death with a baseball bat and uh, but then uh had she had all sorts of other wounds and so hopefully uh more details will come out so all right tom anything any last words about this one
0: no it's this is uh i do a little bit of the cold case work and some of the things that I do in concert with that, and a lot of collaboration, is we'll look at something like this. And because the police are often overwhelmed with cases, and, and uh, metaphorically bodies piled up, when they're having to act on that first forty-eight hours on that, so they'll work this thing back to a degree. But how how much can you do that? But if you if, if there's something strong enough to, uh, on this case that's just eating at you then you're probably going to find something in the history on this person. You know, it it's becomes more difficult if you go offshore or down to the um, the Hispanic background. I'm saying South or Central America or something like that. But it could be from an area right there where you have multiple unsolved homicides. It's a bit of an anomaly because you have a rage attack and it's not so much a serial killer with a cooling off period in between where he's attacking this. And we just don't know if there's a sexual component to it. But these guys are like those wolves that have fed and um, there's even – there's this is a sh- small, uh, a very short impulse control type individual who just has uh, constant problems, it seems like, with the conflict with her and then just lost his cool over here. So you're probably going to see that pattern of, of an irrational attack, short impulse control, and you're probably going to see those attacks that have happened. But there could be other ones. In the golden age of serial killers going back maybe 70s and 80s over there, guys were able to escape and and evade law enforcement by just – slaloming in between these these jurisdictions so less so these days with the dna but another challenge is taking into account that he could be from another country that that could very much be a component to it or he's operating under multiple identities that could be a case as well but the dna will eventually uh if if this is has a sexual component to it could very well you know solidify the case against him for other cases
1: yeah well once they get his dna in there then, uh, hopefully they'll be able to, well, if, if there are any other unsolved cases, like you said, uh, the, the CODIS match, uh, we'll hopefully, uh, link them up and be able to solve some of the cases. So, all right, Tom, Hey, great discussion, man. I, um, just wanted to throw this out there really quick because, you know, if there are other people that, that fit this guy's, uh, description, I mean, not, not necessarily the racial, but like what Tom was saying, the, the quick to anger, uh, triggered by seemingly small things, then uh, not only do you need to uh, avoid those type of people, but also make sure that you are are consciously aware of your surroundings and uh, you're never caught uh, by surprise. So, all right, Tom. So any last words?
0: Yeah, I I would add this. The police are overwhelmed. They have a lot of cases. And as these homicide's come in they stack up on them and they work through them they can't address every single lead out there so if you know something about this guy've had past history with him make it a point be a good citizen and contact the police if you can't do that contact uh, make a comment on our channel right here and and, uh, and and at least add something to the equation rather than it gets lost for years and that we don't have another victim floating around out there that they can't address because they just don't have the ability to go back and, and, and find these persons. They can't find unknowns. Just add that to it.
1: Absolutely. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks. We'll talk to you later. You too. Take care, Jared. Thanks for joining us. Your attention today brings us one step closer to exposing and eliminating the evil that brings crime to our communities. Hit subscribe and share this episode. Together, we will bring justice to every victim.